and welcome to the Making of an Exception podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, this podcast is for anyone who's looking to be inspired, to gain new perspective on life, or is aspiring to live out their faith in whatever field they find themselves in. Each week we'll be interviewing influencers and creatives who are exceptions to the rule. The fact that they've gone through what they've gone through, walked through the challenges and pain that they have, and have been gifted the way they've been gifted is what makes them an exception. Our goal is that you'd hear this story today and you'd be inspired and challenged to be an exception in the making. Hey, this is Kirk Graham. You are listening to the Making of an Exception podcast. And today we've got Perry Smith in the building. What's up, Perry? What's up? Thanks for being here, man. Excited. Uh, Perry is, uh, you're a photographer, uh, you're a husband, you're soon to be a dad. We're going to talk all about that stuff. And uh, yeah, today we're talking about your life story, uh, your whole life story. I mean, we're going to, the whole thing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's it's going to take 12 hours. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, just your journey. The whole point of this podcast and uh, and channel is to share stories of people that are an exception to the rule. Uh, the fact that you are who you are today um, is amazing. I mean, uh, and, and I'm going to let you share just about your journey of how you got to where you are today and who you are today. Uh, but just, uh, yeah, before we jump in, uh, I've known you. It's probably been like seven years now. Yeah, um, back when crazy. You, I mean, you were in high school at mm-hmm. the time, and uh, who you've become today is—I mean, it's a miracle. God's done so much yeah. in your life, uh, and I, I, yeah, I look back at somebody that you had—you had so much vision for your life, so much passion, uh, and you got into photography, and God's just like open up door after door after door. Yeah. I'm sure it's not always been easy, but mm-hmm. um, you're somebody, yeah, you, you mean a lot in my life. I look mm-hmm. up to your drive. I look up to your organizational skills. I look up to um, how even 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 though you're younger than me, I officiated your wedding, yeah. how you're leading your family yeah. is an inspiration. And so mm-hmm. um, how about you just jump in and share a little bit just about who you are, where you're at today, and a little bit of your family as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my name is Perry, photographer. Uh, in the Minneapolis area, um, primarily doing weddings and portraits. I've been doing that the last seven years or so, really. Yeah. Uh, but I'm married. I've married just under two years. We're expecting our first baby, a little girl, in a few weeks here. So our life has changed very drastically, I feel like, in the last nine months, basically, yeah. uh, getting ready for this baby. We moved houses in the middle of winter in Minnesota. Which is the nursery is, set up? Uh, it's almost there. Uh, should be there by the end of the week. <laughs> uh, bags are packed, everything. Yeah, everything's, it's crazy. You kind of get into that final stage, which I'm sure you're aware of where it's like any, any second is go time, um, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, everything is, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. So it's been a lot of focus on, on getting ready to be a dad and, um, kind of step into that and grow our family. But overall, I, I, wedding season picks up in the summer here in, in, the Midwest really, but so I'm getting ready for, for that starts next week and then kind of goes to the end of November. I remember talking to you, uh, just the last few years and sometimes you're doing, you're doing like two or three weddings in a weekend. You're running like, yeah, try not to do that anymore. It's insane. (laughs) I learned my lesson. Um, but I think with anything, when you're starting anything entrepreneurial, uh, you just want to get your feet wet and get in and get going. And so for me it was, uh, you know, you take on anything you can, 
And then you get into that a few years and you have a wife and eventually a family and you're like, maybe I should stop doing yeah, like that. What's healthy. Yeah. yeah. What, what is uh, your work life balance supposed to be? And yeah. I feel like that's probably the season of life I'm in now is really trying yeah. to figure out what that is. But uh, baby will still, change everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah baby still, will change everything. Still a hard time turning down. I'll still do a few weddings in a weekend yeah. if I can. Well, uh, tell me about tell me a little bit about your upbringing. I know some yeah. of your story and the family that you've been a part of, but just yeah. um, you have a twi- your twin. Yeah, I'm a, so twin. a twin brother. It's but yeah, unique. talk about your family. Yeah, so I have a, a twin brother and a, a younger sister, and I feel like uh, that was like the coolest group of people to grow up with. Um, my twin brother and I were about as polar opposite as you could be. I have two parents. They are awesome, a great example of love and, and life and following the Lord for their life. And I've learned a lot from them. Um, so you grew up in the church? Grew up in the church. Yep. Uh, my parents were always, always, and I'm learning more about this as I get older, they were always on staff as vol- like volunteers like yeah. uh, in some capacity. So for, so from your perspective as a kid, you grew up with parents that were in the ministry. Maybe they were, they're not vocational yeah. working at the church, but for it, sure, that's the level of involvement. It was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they would have been on staff if there was, uh, you know, the opportunity to be paid for that position, yeah. but they were holding that position. So my earliest, you know, memories of the local church are uh, going into a local high school and setting up and tearing down. That's Crazy. that's what yeah. I remember. And and that that was church was like you go in and my parents ran the K through eight, yeah. eighth grade, uh, you know, young, uh, young kids ministry. And that yeah. was kind of their their role. And so I uh, always got to interact within the church, the local church. So I'd say like immediately from birth, uh, the gospel was surrounding my life and our family's life. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if I wonder yeah. if some of like the hustle of setting up tearing down church and oh, like maybe. parents dragging yeah. you early, early on. Like, like, you know, I don't know if you're leaving the house at 6am to set up church and yeah. do all this stuff and kids. It was early. Like yeah. That, that is kind of like the hustle that you do now on wedding days. Yeah, for like sure. It's all day long, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's 12 hours or 14 hours or whenever yeah, the it's dance kind gets, of a sprint. gets done or all that. Like, yeah. You were raised in that environment and now you live a profession that it takes that level of hustle. Yeah. And I think what's cool even off of that is uh, like the example that the people that are, you know, leading you in life set. You kind of see that and um, subconsciously you're affected by that. So for me, my parents, uh, they worked really hard. They're uh, in many ways the first first people to carry Christianity into their family, um, into their life as kind of first generation Christians. So uh What's cool about that is they, you know, they were just going for it, trying to figure it yeah. out. And, it's and not something necessarily that was like, oh, this is what we've always done. This is our yeah. family. It was yeah. like a new path yeah. and legacy for your family that you got to, for sure. you got to be the benefactor of. You got to be the children yeah. of that. And I think like amazing. learning that is like the coolest thing. I mean, it, yeah. it humbles you a lot. Uh, for me, both my parents grew up in rural areas, uh, yeah. you know, six and 12 hours away from the Twin Cities. Um, like in the middle of nowhere, yeah, my dad worked sticks, on a, man. Yeah, dad worked on a grain elevator. My mom grew up on a farm. <laughs> I don't even know like, what that is. I yeah, just, just yeah. crazy. Uh, and and it's cool. It's it's been really fun to see, um, you know, see their lives transform. And I feel like they really helped us. They gave us kind of like the golden ticket. Like, hey, yeah. we're gonna do everything we can to set your set up a great environment for our kids to uh, hopefully make great decisions yeah. and, and take advantage of the opportunity that we're giving them by, you know, moving or by, by placing ourselves in this location. So, yeah, yeah so that's kind of a little bit of my background, but I have a, you know, twin brother, a younger sister. Um, they're all creative. Uh, we all yeah. kind of got some sort of creative bone. 
My brother's a web programmer. He's a developer. He's a genius. Yes, he's a low-key genius. Knows a lot of those languages. I don't know anything about it, but I heard that he, cool. he's the crypto guy. He is the crypto guy. Crypto king. Yeah, don't find him on Twitter. Advice. Crypto I'm king. Kidding. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, light queen king. No, I'm just kidding. Don't look that. Don't look that up on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, All right. it's okay. You don't have to. So, no. Okay. So that's your, that's your family. <laughs> that's that's what you raised in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is awesome. How did you and when did you get involved in photography? Was it just something like a hobby or something that sparked in you? Did you yeah. have somebody that you looked up to? Like, man, that oh, he does photography. Mm-hmm. I want to do what he's doing for sure. Yeah. So. uh Again, kind of like a blessing in disguise. Uh, the world of photography changed as our generation. Um, anyone that's in their 20s, like as they became adults, it, the whole landscape changed, no pun intended. Uh, Are you talking like yeah. film to digital? Yeah, or, film to digital. Or like even digital to like a phone. Yeah, uh, all three of those, I guess. Yeah. Um, really though, like the interactive part. So it's no longer, I mean, there's still a place, but it wasn't like, like growing up as a kid, every year you go get your birthday photos taken at a studio. I don't yeah. know if everybody did that, so it could be kind of weird. But yeah, but if you didn't, sorry. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Dressing up, taking yeah, me yeah. down the JCPenney yeah. for oh, photos. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, for me, I, the first wave of it was I was trying to figure out how to make some money in high school. Hmm. Like as a freshman in high school, I couldn't get a job, and I saw like McDonald's is hiring fourteen-year-olds. Didn't know that was a thing. I didn't yeah. know that was legal, but. Whatever, they got to figure it out. Uh, anyways, I couldn't get a job at 14 anywhere. So I was yeah. like, what can I do? And my parents had this kind of library of old digital electronics, one of, one of them being a camera, that they just had in the closet. And so uh, eBay. library? They just they, had, they just they had just like, stuff like They just like, had a bunch of like, yeah. a museum. It was like a yeah, yeah, old small gear. museum, yeah. you know, nothing too big. No, uh, no, they had this little closet and they just like all their old electronics, like as they aged out, they just kept in there. So yeah, they yeah. had like a classic camcorder, things like that. But yeah. they had this floppy Sony. Discs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know what, does anyone, uh, hopefully you know what a floppy disk is. If you don't, Dial Google it. Yeah. No. Um, anyways, so yeah, they had this old Sony digital camera and I was on eBay and I was like, I could probably get a couple hundred bucks for this thing. Yeah. It's four megapixels. I don't know why someone buy it, but try to sell it. So I sold their camera on eBay without them knowing. And then I, <laughs> I took the proceeds of it and they were like, why did you just you sell our money? camera? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? Well, I needed some money. And they were like, stop selling our stuff online. What do you need money for? Drug yeah. money? Yeah, of course. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was, you know, just trying to pay for gas and McDonald's, like, I don't know, classic teenager. Work at life. McDonald's. Yeah. It's like, different story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, kind of went, went through that like buying and selling phase, but I figured out, Hey, if I could buy these electronics or get them used from people, sell them for a little bit more, I could Mm -hmm. make some money. So that's, I started flipping digital cameras on eBay. So I probably sold like four, four cameras. And then, um, I was like, well, I should probably take photos of the cameras too. And so kind of got into taking landscape photos, wasn't doing anything of people. And I, I can like remember just taking these cool sunset photos that I thought were really cool. It's fun. Any photographer, if you look back at any artist, you look at the first work you created and you're always like, what was I thinking? Yeah. But I was using like free web apps and things like that. that Horrifying. Just don't exist anymore. Yeah. And you're like, I'm still better than the photos the I could take. So. I, I don't know. I mean, pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> so there was that. And, uh, <laughs> pretty sure. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, that was how I got into it. But really the, what spurred me into it and, and what really the intersection of my, my faith, yeah. my vocation and, uh, kind of like what my life purpose, purpose transformed into was I was when I was 15 I got diagnosed with cancer mm. and uh 
as a 15 year old, I was a runner in high school. And so I did track cross country and Nordic skiing, um, which is cross country skiing. If you're not in the Midwest or anywhere with snow. We're in Minnesota. Yeah. So that's, it's not fun. I mean, it's fun. But didn't, didn't, wasn't there a cross country skier that just won the gold in the Olympics from Minnesota? Did you hear that? Probably. Yeah. I think it was a female, right? Yeah. yeah I yeah, don't know her name, but just crushed it. She's, she's representing more. Yeah. She'd probably like lap me 12 times on a 5k, which is an accomplishment. So anyways, I always got lapped in 5ks, which is sad because it's what? Like, yeah. It's so you were, you were not good. I was like, yeah, I was there to train <laughs> and not be good. Be fit. <laughs> side um, note, yeah. side note. One time we went paintballing ooh, and, ooh, uh, is a that a bachelor tangent. party? Yeah. Just quick. <laughs> Oh no. We, uh, we went paintballing. <laughs> I'm and, so uh, sorry in advance. I know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And we started, it's the first time I've ever been like legit paintballing, like, like war zone paintballing. Yeah. Yeah. Like- and I was, I mean, I was stoked about it. They give you a mask, you know, protect your eyes. Um, <laughs> but I just, you know, I just wore pants and a t shirt and we were out there and you, were, you were, somehow we got divvied up in teams. You yes. were on the opposite team yes. of me. Yes. And in the first game, like how it works is like, it's like, okay, everybody's alive. And then when you get shot, you're dead. Yeah. 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 Um, and in the first game, you shot me in the head. I apologize. And it, it was the most painful thing. I wanted to quit right there, but we couldn't because we're trying to support yes, our buddy yes, who's yeah. about to get married. Yes. And so we had like eight games yeah. or 10 games left. Man. Hours and hours. And the I'm rest so of the day, I was so afraid <laughs> of the, getting hit. So yeah, side I'm, note, you ruined my life I'm on the paintball so, field. I'm so sorry. You were downhill from Yo, me. Those, Do you remember that? It hurts. You were downhill. <laughs> yeah, it was, I had the, it was like. Yeah, cheap shot. Anyway, yeah, cheap shot. Uh, hey, but we had some other friends there and they they went, they did quit after they got hit, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Just we won't mention their names. Yeah, it was amazing. Also, we Hopefully had a buddy, same Love thing. You. This is just, <laughs> it's a great conversation. Uh, <laughs> we won't name names, but he like, he like blacked out. He was so like, somehow he was so scared in a moment that it, because everyone yes, was against yes, him, yes. everybody was coming after him. Yes. And he like, he like had, <laughs> he, he like woke up yeah. after like blacking out and was like, what, what just yeah. happened? Anyways. Yeah, you got shot a lot. That was, was a good day paintballing. Yeah. Worst day of my life. Yes. But. Worst bet. And then you officiated our wedding like a year later. Mm-hmm. So we reconciled. Somehow. Bit. Yeah. Please we don't shoot me with the paintball. I don't know. Okay, you, had, you got cancer. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, which is not a funny thing, but uh, good transition. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, it was running. Um, obviously, when you're running, uh, you're in fairly good shape. And, um, so I had this giant lump on my neck and I was mm. in high school and, uh, obviously when you're in high school, you probably care a lot. I mean, most people care how they look, but in high school, you're like pretty conscious of it. And yeah. So a lot of kids were like, Hey, what's wrong with your neck? I was like, I don't, I don't know what's wrong what with my neck. About, so anyways, long story short, I ended up going in and, uh, they diagnosed it as lymphoma, which is a mm. form of cancer and it's in your lymph nodes. My lymph nodes were just freaking out. And so through that process, uh, there's like miracle after miracle after miracle, um, in my life. But at the same time, there was this parallel of like tragedy. And so the, you know, from age 15 to 17, I lost three family members to cancer. Um, and I ended up being cancer free. So it was this very, very crazy journey. Um, I had surgery and kind of walked through the process and, uh, it's just wild. One day you could wake up and, and for me, this was the reality was one day you wake up and then everything that you found security in, you realize holds no security at all. Mm. There is, there is so much that's out of our control. 
Yeah. And uh, that loss of control. I'll never forget that where you're just like, okay, I don't actually control my fate. Yeah. And you just start asking really tough questions. So that's kind of crazy to walk through as a young yeah. person. Um, for me, I felt like it really uh, added a few years to my life uh, mm-hmm. just because you have to start asking these questions and walking and seeing family members um, battle cancer and ultimately win the fight, but they lost their life here on earth. Mm. Uh changes your entire world and watching your family go through that and, and just how to grieve and grieve properly and things like that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, all of that prompted this curiosity into what is my faith? You know, it always grown up around it. So you grew up and you're subjected to, well, you are a Christian because you're here. Yeah, you're I part probably, of this family. Yeah. So I probably Christian, gave yeah. my life to Christ when I was six, you know, yeah, like sure. 20 times and yeah. every year did it 20 times again until I realized you that's not quite how it works. It's not but, how it works. Yeah. Yeah, you're in, like you're good. Um, and so when I was 15, I can remember I came home. Uh, one of those car rides, I don't know if anyone's ever had, like probably have car ride that's just awkward, but you go to the hospital, they're like, hey, you have cancer. You get in the car and no one says anything. Cause like, what's there to say? You're with your parents and you're like, and maybe they, yeah. yeah maybe, I can't imagine yeah, just a, like, it's a just a shell shock. I mean, you don't see it coming. And so uh, I remember I got home and, uh, you know, I just ran upstairs and I was like, this is just the most like classic thing, but grab my Bible and I'm like, God, if you're real, like I need something today because this is not what I was planning and opened my Bible and uh, it was Jeremiah 30, 17, which is Mm. for, I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. No way. And so for me, that was like just a little bit of a nugget, like a little sign, like, Hey, I'm still in control, yeah. you know? And you don't necessarily know what the outcome's going to be because you got to walk through that stove, but you're like, okay, I'm just going to choose right now to, to believe that whatever the outcome is that you're walking with me in it. Yeah. You're just right there with me. So that, that really was like, uh, probably where faith and, uh, a little bit of faith and, uh, my walk with the Lord, like where it all kind of, intersected it became this, yeah. this thing where it's like, okay, this is for real. It's Let's interesting real. that on the darkest day of your life, finding yeah. out that you have cancer and your yeah. family finding out you have, you know, yeah. your parents finding out their son has cancer. Yeah. And in that moment, I think, you know, as we live this life, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be dark days. You yeah. Know, maybe not to that extent. Not everybody's mm-hmm. going to get cancer. Yeah. Um, but dark days and you, you have this like end of the rope feeling yeah. like, yeah, and the loss of control. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, my wife. M- my wife got pregnant for the second time, so mm-hmm. we have a three-year-old daughter, and she got pregnant, and then we miscarried yeah. that kid. And um, you know, the feeling of like, wow, the f- the first time it went so smooth, mm-hmm. and now we lost this child. Yeah, and you and you realize in that moment, like I have, you know. I thought, I thought it was all like a for sure thing. Yeah. 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 And it's not a for sure thing. Yeah. And it's kind of like this end of the rope feeling of God. I need some type of reassurance that you're with me. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Bible's full of awesome stuff about who God is in those moments. You know, um, you know, classic examples of like, he's, he's, peace in the midst of the storm. Yeah. Uh, there's a scripture that talks about, he's the God of all comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to comfort us in the middle yeah. of our affliction. And you had that moment, the darkest day of your life. Yeah. You open up to that verse yeah. and, and there's a glimmer of hope. Like mm-hmm. 
man, there's something real beyond this. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it takes that in, in regards to faith, it takes that like yeah. getting to this dark day to have a real mm-hmm. moment of this isn't just the faith, faith that I was raised in. Yeah. yeah. This isn't just my family's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to search this out for myself. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's just cool to hear that God proved himself to you. Yeah. And like, even in that moment that that is the defining moment in my life that I feel like trajectory, everything shifted. I can yeah. look back to the one moment and be like, yeah, this is the day that when everything ended up being okay and everything worked itself out, it was, I will never live another day uh, just at the wayside, letting life take me yeah. in any direction. It was, and it was just, and it was just you alone in your bedroom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just you, you and God. God. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And I think, yeah, even if it's not to the extent of that crazy of a circumstance, yeah, every, every, everybody has bad things happen in life. Yeah. So you're going to get to the point where something is disappointment to you in life and you get to make a decision about it. Yeah. And so for me, it really reminded me that no matter what you do, where you're at, who you are, um, whether you're walking in faith or you're not, you're, you still have that opportunity to choose in many ways, the outcome or what yeah. you are working towards as the outcome. Yeah. So totally. And yeah. now you're cancer free. Yeah. Cancer free. Um, yeah, it's crazy at the same time that I was going through, uh, my journey, my aunt was battling cancer starting in her appendix and she and, passed away and she passed away and she has, I mean, she got married in her forties. Did you have feelings of like, like, yeah, why did she pass away? But then I get yeah healed or like guilt feelings or like feelings of like, yeah, I think obviously it's hard to comprehend. Yeah. Natural comparison, right? You have two people that both. Yeah. Why can't she open faith. up the same scripture? Exactly. And God's going to heal. You know, yeah. why, why? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I, I think in many ways, uh, her name was Anne. So Anne taught me a lot, uh, by the way that she lived her life, um, mm-hmm. you know, married in her late forties. So late to get married technically, uh, married a gentleman. Hey, if you're 40 was, and over, yeah, there's hope for this. you though. Yeah, yeah, you got for this. sure. Hey. Uh, but married this wonderful guy named Eddie and, um, Eddie was killed a year or two years after they got married, hmm. uh, in a car accident from a, you know, someone ran a stop sign and, and killed him. So she had already walked through some fire in her life. Uh, you know, some tragedy of losing, losing her husband. And then a year after that gets diagnosed with appendix cancer. Hmm. And that ends up, you know, four or five years later taking her life. But, in the process of her living out her faith and she loved the Lord, uh, she was able to communicate so many things that have subconsciously affected my life and Mm. my family's life about what does your faith mean? What do you live when you, um, she worked 40 hours a week while doing chemo. I mean, it's like the craziest thing, like rounds and rounds of chemo. So she'd pass out at work and they'd be like, Oh, and passed out from chemo again. Was no way up and she'll get back to it. Yeah, so she was um, situationally forced to kind of maintain yeah. this rigorous schedule, hmm. but she maintained this incredible amount of joy. And uh, I received a letter from my aunt uh, in the like classic, yeah, writes you a letter and you're like, what the heck? And it was uh, like on her deathbed, she's like writing family Yeah, right members. before, yeah. So she um, she needed money and she just needed money. And uh, this is kind of the inner, this is leads into this nonprofit. But uh, when I was in high school, she needed money for groceries and I was starting to do some photography. So I figured, mm-hmm. hey, I could do some photo sessions and donate the proceeds to her. Yeah. So I did that. Um, but she she basically wrote me a letter saying thank you for that. And it was funny. It was this like 
it was like a card and then she had attached a piece of notebook paper that she had folded up mm-hmm. and I have this piece of paper and it, it just says, uh, I don't know why God, God's plan for my life was this horrible disease and, um, just this pain and the suffering. Uh, but I know that God has allowed, allowed me to walk through it to show other people that he's always there, wow. that he's there through every part of it. And so that, uh, I keep that at, is a great reminder, you know, mm-hmm. that even the people that have the darkest, hardest lives that they know that they know what the ending is. We all know what the ending is, is yeah. this life is temporary, but, um, for her, she knew it was coming and she knew that no matter what, she was not going to go out without living purposefully and making yeah. sure other people saw that. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so and her story her now causes you to live with that same purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the fuel to the fire. So talk about that. So she inspired yeah. you to start nonprofit photos that give. Yeah. And, um, and what I've seen over the last few years, uh, and the money that you've been able to raise yeah. for some great causes, mm-hmm. um, and how you've inspired other photographers to yeah. kind of get in the game of making a difference and living with purpose. Talk about how that started yeah. and where it's at today. Yeah. I'll just run it back real quick to photography. So I started you know selling steer the interview yeah. wherever you I'm want sorry. to go. You know <laughs> I, uh, yeah, just to give some context. So I sold my, my parents' camera and then I, I got yeah. my own. And yeah. uh, I ended up uh, buying and selling that camera to keep upgrading. So that's how yeah. instead of like saving up a bulk ton of money because to get in, there's a little bit of overhead when you're high school. It's a lot of money. And even when you're out of high school, it's a lot of money. So still, buy and sell, buy and yeah, sell. Yeah, buy and sell just yeah. kept working up. And I went through five Canon cameras all the way up to uh, the 5D series. So I'm kind of in that realm now. Sure, 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 um, sure, sure, which is, sure. Yep. Yeah, if you yep. take photos, it's a wedding workhorse. A lot of people use it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm specs big, are big. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk gear. Let's yeah, talk gear. Let's talk, yeah. I brought it with me actually. Um, no. So I started taking photos for, for fun. So uh, yeah. as a, as a junior in high school, photos of my friends, senior portrait, things like that. And so I ended up convincing kids my junior year to start paying me to take their senior photos and don't know how that happened, but it was awesome. Yeah. You felt, um, you probably felt like you were faking it to make it like, Oh yeah. Just like, heck yeah. I shot my first wedding when I was 17. So I don't know who trusts 17 year olds shoot their wedding. But thank you. Yeah, you didn't screw it up, though. Yeah, Bible college students. That's who trusts you on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yes. Somehow you killed it yeah. and have built an amazing business. And ended up working out. It was yeah. really cool. But anyway, so like I said, my junior year of high school, and I was doing those senior portraits. That's the same time I started to raise that money for my aunt. Yeah. Um, and that kind of got me on this like philanthropic uh, adrenaline. Like, oh, my goodness. You, if you do this, you can do what you love. Yeah. And you can actually help people mm-hmm. while you do it. It's like the craziest concept uh, to me because it was like, wow, how can I, you know, there, here's this vocation that um, has a lot of unknowns. Any, anybody that's self-employed, anyone that owns their own business or is a creative, there's a lot of unknowns. If you take the jump and do it on your own, you're hoping that work comes in, you're yeah. working kind of hard. And, but you can do what you love and, and love people through what you do. And I mm. think that's like the coolest, coolest thing ever. So we started uh, my I did that my junior year. I uh, raised about $4,000 for my aunt. My senior year raised $10,000 for a, a missions organization called Speed the Light that uh, the local churches here in the area raise money for. And they provide like amphibious vehicles to missionaries that need them all over the world. Am- and amphibious just cra- vehicles. Yeah, like create. Yeah. yeah, they'll be like, hey, they need four wheelers. So people that desert. are serving around the world. Yeah. Uh, Teenagers uh, are part of these churches yeah. are funding Speed the Light to mm-hmm. provide vehicles. For yeah, I think they still yeah. do it, actually, which is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Which it still is happens. Amazing. So uh, that, uh, anyways, freshman year of college. So you raised $10,000 yeah. on your own. Yeah, on my own. Yeah, and it gave was, it away. Yeah, it was like 45 sessions in the month of October. 
and it was awesome. And you just get the opportunity when you're doing stuff out of um, generosity. There is something that's paid forward in your own life and the lives of those around you. So the sessions that you were doing, did they know that that this is what the you know their payment is going towards? Yeah, many of them. So so they're able to. There's a, a set fee or there's a donation? Or- yeah, we got to that point where it was like, hey, this is the session fee. If you want to go above and beyond, we'd love to. I mean, it all goes to a great I'm cause. I'm sure a bunch so of people do. give yeah, above yeah, and beyond. They're it was, stoked about it. I mean, story after story where your families that are just so generous and yeah. you're like, are you kidding me? I can't believe you're doing that. That's amazing. So in one and month, you raised $10,000. Correct. How old were you? Uh, 18. You're 18 years old. Or se- well, 17. 17, yeah, you give yeah. away $10,000. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, it was, a, a, again, like so fun to see because, again, you grew up in this culture and it's a lot of giving, a lot of focus on that. But when you're giving your talent and your time away, it's like the most rewarding thing in the world. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily monetary reward, but you get the best conversations and experiences. And your so I'm a big fan yeah. of giving. I think it's important for anybody in any walk of life to do it. Yeah. Uh, in some capacity, whether it's financial or time, you can just be a blessing to other people. And yeah. so, yeah, family, parents, everybody modeled that. And then I was like, wait, this is amazing. Just give it a try. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So my freshman year of college uh, kind of got to that month of October again. This mm-hmm. would be the third time around. And it was like, man, we should we should do this thing for real. Like this, yeah. this has got some legs, I think. And so we launched a nonprofit. It's called Photos That Give. And the whole premise is during the month of October, one of the premises is during the month of October, photographers donate the proceeds from one session that they take yeah. during that month. We pull it all together, give it away to another sure. nonprofit. Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah. so Photos That Give started the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the organization that you gave to? Uh, yeah, we split it with two local organizations here in Minnesota. Yep. So one was called uh, Wishes and More, which is yep. like Make-A-Wish Foundation, but sure. local to yeah. Minneapolis, so the hospital's here. And then Feed My Starving Children. Yep. So we raised $18,000 that year, gave nine huh. and nine to each. It was like the, the coolest thing we did. It was like 40,000 meals got paid for from Feed My Starving Children. Wow. We granted one one wish to a kid uh, that had terminal cancer wow. and uh, gave some scholarships of hope uh, to a couple people. So they get these thousand dollar scholarships for college eventually yeah. gives them this, you know, something to work towards and that yeah. that's in the future. So yeah, it's amazing. Really, How many yeah. photographers joined that first year? We had probably 30 you. plus that donated and, and were a part of it and, and that most of them local. So just kind of here. And the cool thing is social media was just, erupting at that point. So it was very yeah. easy to get in contact with other photographers. Hey, would you donate one yeah. session? Yeah. In here's October, what we're doing. As many as you want. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And we had people go above and beyond. And so, uh, as a nonprofit, as an official 501 C three, this will be our fourth year yeah. this October. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, it's been amazing. We've partnered with a few organizations and just gotten to see a huge influx of, yeah, you gave Great to uh, Bob Goff's organization. Yes, yeah, and uh, Love Does. Right? Yep, in A twenty one. Yeah, so uh, Love Does is an organization. They they found schools in areas that um, of conflict for women and children. Yep. So they're in a lot of the countries that you see on the news. <laughs> yeah. And they're trying to do as much good as they can. And uh, a powerful organization. Really love them. And A twenty one is uh, fighting human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Again, an incredible cause. And Christine Kane's the founder. And just crushes in, yeah. in that realm. So 
it's and you're doing fun. it again this October. Yeah, this so October. So trying to inspire as many photographers. Yeah. Or I, like, I know it's photos I give. Yeah. But, I mean, if there's like other creatives or videographers, yeah. or anybody can donate, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, the idea is to spur philanthropy in the entrepreneurial world. So if yeah. you work for yourself in some way, shape or form, here's a way that you can be generous as a community Yeah, and just give back together and we'll, you know, find an organization and they're doing great work on the ground and yep. we want to help them and yeah. bless them. Do you know who you're giving to we don't, this yeah, year? Yeah. No. So, so if any, any candidates out there, let me know. Yeah. People like pitching yeah. their ideas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about starting a little nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I'm just kidding. No, it's uh, it's been wonderful. You get the chance. I mean, anyone that's getting their photos taken to the photographers that are participating, they have story after story. That's just, yeah. Life changing. Cause I think when your heart is focused on generosity for the right reasons, um, it pays itself forward in ways that you through conversations and relationships and things that you just never imagine. Yeah. So. Did you ever think that you'd be uh, doing this at your age? Obviously, I mean, family life, you're married, about yeah. to have a kid. Yeah. Uh, no. And um, life's about to change, mm-hmm. but you're, I mean, you're a successful uh, business dude and, yeah. and you are running a nonprofit that is inspiring now hundreds of photographers mm-hmm. over the years yeah. uh, that are donating their sessions mm-hmm. and things like that, which is impacting people around the world. I mean, you're living, a, you're living a big life, yeah. you know, and uh, just, I'll let you answer the question in a second, but just, yeah, there's a, there's a Bible verse that t- talks about the world of the stingy gets smaller mm. and smaller but the world of the generous gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. And um, you've lived a generous life since walking through the, uh, the whole cancer deal. Yeah. And, and your, your aunt and yeah. um, inspiring you to live this, this generous life. Mm-hmm. And it's just, to me, it's like proof that, that God's word is true, that your world, because of being generous and being yeah. who you are, has gotten to this big realm and, and it's, and it's going to get bigger. I mean, God's yeah. infinite, you know? So as you continue to lead the life that you do, um, just, I, I know God's going to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Did you ever think that you'd be doing this? No, no. I mean, uh, I originally went to school, uh, for pastoral studies, which is funny. No so, way. I didn't yeah, even know yeah, that. Yeah. So you're going to go into ministry. Yeah, I was going to yeah. go into ministry. Um, and I, I think that will always be a part of my life. I, I have seen the impact as yeah. first person, um, and then as like a youth group leader and things like yeah. that. So you get the chance to see what that does for people and really the mentorship and walking with people in yeah. relationship. I love that. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so feeling like I, Hey, I'm called into ministry. God, yeah. God like changes your trajectory, yeah. your path. Um, I think, I think there's people out there that may feel like, uh, you know, I gave my life to Jesus or, mm-hmm. or started going to church. Like, this is, this is all great. I love this. A- am I supposed to, am I supposed to mm-hmm. do the ministry thing? Like, I feel like that's the next step for me. Like, yeah. um, do you feel like you're making less of an impact? I mean, it's kind of like a trick question because obviously but, yeah. not like, how do you live your life in ministry? And you saw it in your parents. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. It took a while to get there. You know, it takes a while because you ask that same question. You're like, man, am I doing the right thing? Because I went to school to be a pastor and ended up being a photographer. <laughs> so yeah. it's like they're very different vocations. But I think when God says that everybody has a part to play in the kingdom, um, we're all on the same team working yeah. towards that same cause. Uh, the reality of it is, yeah, you all have a part to play in the kingdom and they all carry similarities. But your personality and, and what fires you up as a person is really going to help dictate where you land and what you yeah. do and where you end up. And so for me, I was using photography as a tool yeah. to pay for my education and go to college and, and try to, you know, do that as debt free as possible if we could get there. Yeah. And, uh, 
it ended up being, well, wait a minute, this puts me in front of the audience of people that, um, they may never walk into church. They, they probably won't, but they're yeah. doing one of the most biblical things in the world. They're getting married yeah. <laughs> and committing their lives to each other. So what an incredible opportunity to join in. I mean, your photographer is there from typically from start to finish yeah. on the most important day of your life. One of yeah. Them. So pick a great photographer yeah, that you get along I mean, with because otherwise yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> I got married and yeah. the photographer, I mean, he's in every room, like every intimate mm-hmm. moment, like even, even the engagement photos yeah. and at, like all that stuff. I yeah. mean, you're like making out with your wife, yeah. soon to be wife. Yeah. He's <laughs> like telling you to make like out with your wife. Or she. I know, it's like encouraging. <laughs> this is awesome. It looks yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. But like, like wait a it minute. feels weird. What? <laughs> yeah. You're in these intimate settings. Yeah. And a lot of the people that maybe you're doing photos for, haven't been around church or, or don't know for sure the, like the message of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, or that, but you carry that. And so yeah, you get to live it out and yeah. just love on them and um, do that. So yeah. So for me, that has, that's like the coolest, coolest aspect of the job. But as a young person um, in our world, there's a lot of metrics of success. Like what does success yeah. look like? And for me, uh, it changed very quickly, especially from the previous experience being in the hospital of like success is not necessarily financial gain or having a ton of stuff. I mean, those things are awesome. And if they fire you up, cool. Uh, but for me it was like these with my aunt, like these relationships and the time you spend with people is the most important thing. And so slowly, but surely I feel like I want, uh, well, what we're aspiring towards my wife, Mariah and I is to live a life that just has meaningful relationships and yeah. welcome. Like yesterday we met our neighbors and talked for like 35 minutes. And you just moved. We just moved. Yeah. Renovating in, in December. Like house. And when you move in the winter in Minnesota, nobody talks to anybody. The <laughs> only time you see each other is when you're like shoveling the driveway and yeah. everyone's like shoveling. And they're like, I hate that I live here. Why is there so much snow? You're like, hey, can I borrow yeah. your snowblower? Thanks yeah. for nothing. Yeah, they come over. My neighbors, the first time I met my neighbors, they came over. We had 24 inches of snowfall in April. So that'll just light up your world <laughs> in a really dark yeah, way. The, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're like, hey, we saw you shoveling. You've been shoveling for three hours. So we figured we'd help you because you're not even halfway done with your driveway. Yeah, like after that, three hours. Yeah, three hours. And you're like, okay, thanks. Yeah, bring over some water. I'm yeah. thirsty. Anyway, so yeah, I got to meet him. And, and just like even in those moments, you're just reminded like wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, there's people around you. And you'll learn the most from the people around you. Yeah. And, and people are watching your yeah. guys' life. I mean- you and your wife, uh, Mariah, who's awesome. And yeah, my wife she's is way, way cooler than I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one day she'll be on this podcast. She's a legend. Yeah, she's uh, about amazing. to be a mom. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people are watching how you guys live your life. Mm-hmm. And and back to the point of, of what does it look like to have this call, to feel mm-hmm. this call, like, should I go into ministry to do pastoral studies? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then God takes a, a hard right turn with your life. Um I would bet that you are able to be light in the dark that in yeah. rooms that I'm not able to be light in the dark as a pastor. Mm-hmm. I, I live a lot of my time with, with other Christians, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. my day job is literally in the church. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I do my best to spend as much time meeting mm-hmm. with people in coffee shops and around the city. Uh, but you get to, you know, your job is mm-hmm. out there, you yeah. know, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, as a separate note, like as a pastor, my goal is to to do as much of that outside stuff in reaching yeah. lost people and being light in the dark, not just a Sunday job, like of sure. my job to have a, have a salvation message or something like that, but, but it's to, yeah, 
I never want to be a pastor that's just behind a desk, you know, and sure. hey, people come to me when they have needs, you know, like mm-hmm. no way, let's be light in the dark out yeah. there. But as a photographer, you, you know, I would bet you're doing just as much ministry as I am by living the life that, that you do, you know? Yeah, and I think that's the best part is everybody, both of us get that opportunity. Um, obviously each comes with some different variables that you have yeah. to adjust for. Like you have to, yeah. I mean, there are days when you're a wedding photographer and you are surrounded by a bunch of intoxicated people. Yeah. And it's like either the best day of your life or you could easily make it the worst day of your life. Like yeah. what are those things that you do? How do you, you know, work as a person to your interpersonal communication yeah. to, to get uh, to a point where you can still be love where you're at. Yeah. And uh, I love, yeah, that you do it because you're in, everybody gets that opportunity. You just have to sometimes cater your life. You have to be conscious of how you do that. Yeah. And what you do and you don't go in guns blazing necessarily like follow Jesus, follow Jesus. I mean, that'd be amazing if, you did <laughs> if it worked like that. Know. Everybody's like, yeah. yes, yeah. great. I mean, yeah. um, which is really, funny because that's yeah. literally how Jesus did it. Yeah. Uh, for, for the most part, like yeah. he, he yeah. goes to his disciples, like <laughs> he walks up to these fishermen who are like, yeah. you know, some say they're like teenagers. Yeah. He's like, Hey, come follow me. Yeah. And he's like, can I say goodbye to my dad first? Like, yep. nope, just nope. let's go. Yeah. Like, let's do this. I'm gonna give that a shot. Except yeah, I'm and people just, did it. Probably like, would work. I don't know. It's awesome. I, well, I think there. I think there is something to that yeah. in in how we live our lives. There had to be something starkly different, mm-hmm. drastic about who Jesus was. That yep. they that when he said that, it was like there's something about this guy. You know, yeah. I think the way that you live your life and what mm-hmm. people can see on social media, um, and that the people that follow you, uh, they can tell that there's something different about you. And yeah. and a lot of your story and upbringing mm-hmm. has has to do with that. We yeah. are the way we are because of the pain that we've experienced, the family that we've been yep. raised. In, the good things and opportunities that we've mm-hmm. been handed. Um, but there's something different about you yeah. that people see. And I think, um, yeah, not that you're saying, Hey, uh, give your life to Jesus right now, or Hey, come yeah. to church with me on Sunday. But, but mm-hmm. just in relationship, uh, they go, I, I, I would follow this dude. Like, like I want to, yeah. I want to be like Perry, you know, because when, Perry's like Jesus. When we've like, uh, my wife and I, Mariah, we've really tried to as consciously as we can. The one big thing is we've had people in our life that are that have led the way people like you guys, um, other couples that are maybe five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, uh, ahead of where we're at in life, actually, as far yeah. as years go, but then spiritually and life, uh, purpose wise, they've chosen things that we hope to emulate. Yeah. And we've tried our very best to stay in relationship with those people. Yeah. Um, so one that's helped us a ton in our marriage and our life, like to be focused on the right things. What's going to get you from, uh, what's going to get you in the happiest way and then where you still are just on fire for each other and, and on fire for the Lord to 50 years down the road. What, yeah. you know, follow the people that are doing it right now. Yeah. In regards to family, yeah. what, what are the things that matter to you? Yeah. What are the things that you look towards? Like, you know, you've already said like success is not just a money thing, mm-hmm. although I'm sure you have money goals because you also have generosity goals, but, yeah. but what are the things that matter in your life when you get to the end of your life? Yeah. And hopefully that's a long time from now. Yeah. Um, when you look back, what, what matters to you? Yeah. I just want, I would hope that people remember that Brian and I were always there. So wherever, whoever they are, wherever they're at, that we're our home, our resources, what God has given us and, um, whatever we have is not ours, but for, for those around us. So Hmm. I think that's probably like the greatest thing. And in our life, we've walked through not just the tragedy of um, being in the hospital in that moment. That's before I met Mariah, but 
with every major success, there's always been major hurdles and, and yeah. things that just come out of curveballs that just come out of nowhere. I think yeah. that's everybody's life. You're like, what? This is not how I planned it. Yeah. And uh, what we've chosen to do is every curveball just try to keep um, keep the mindset of following Christ and what what would you know what would Jesus do? Like, just what would He do in, yeah. in this moment? Like, wow, you're fit. you have every right to be angry at this person forever but our gospel and and the message that that jesus has he's like love your enemies and and if they're your enemy really they should be your friend you're like what that's it makes no sense like why Um, why (laughs) but those moments have uh they are the greatest opportunity to say i have been wronged but i will do a tiny little ounce sliver of what maybe jesus did and say instead of taking being wronged and running with it i'm going to say you know what actually you're forgiven yeah. So what we've tried to do, and again, we're not a perfect example of it, is just say any, you know, can we be a, a safe haven? Can we be a, a place of community for anyone that needs it? Yeah. And if we see a need, can we meet it? Yeah. Uh, there's a good friend of mine that has always said, he's like, the moment that God opens your eyes to see something as a need, you become responsible for it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a big deal. Yeah. So that's great. So, yeah. I think I think I think to to up the ante of that point yeah. is is not just not just when a need presents itself to us, but are we living a life that is seeking out mm. opportunity? Yeah, and that's how you guys have lived your life. Yeah, you're, you're seeking ways to. I mean, you're you're creating a nonprofit. You're mm-hmm. inspiring others because you're you're not just waiting for the need to present itself to you. You yeah. are looking for it. I mean, the the proof is that you don't know who you're giving to in October, mm-hmm. but you're looking for that opportunity. Yeah, and you're going to inspire hundreds of photographers to give to mm-hmm. it. You're you're actively seeking for ways yeah. to meet needs, and that's. I mean, yeah, that's that's the best way to live your life. Yeah. I think the one thing that I would say, too, is like if you're a young person and you're on this journey with Christ, like there is a little bit of a misconception that God will drop in your lap your life plan and, and yeah. what needs to happen and kind of to what you're saying. And I think that he for sure has the ability to do that and yeah. probably does it all the time. But there is something to be said about just running forward, just in any direction, just move forward. And yeah. even if you don't know, because even the nonprofit thing is like, I don't know. We don't know what it's going to be. We have yeah. no idea. And you're sitting at a table just like this. And you're like, what, how do we do this? How do we do it? Whatever. Yeah. And it was literally the moment we said yes. Um, relationships and people that knew what they were doing were like, hey, we'll just do this for you. Yeah. We had a guy come in and just say, hey, I'll just do your paperwork for your 501c3. No way. Which is a big deal. That's a lot of work. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you, you need help with your bylaws and your articles of incorporation. Yeah, done. I'll do it. I'm like, I don't even know what those words mean, but yeah. sweet. So, yeah, so you like didn't that. have all your, you, just you, had you didn't no have clue. everything lined up. No, we had an just idea. Like, hey, we're going to jump into it. Yeah, yeah we're just going to go for it. It's like the saying, uh, it's easier to, it's e- easier to steer a running horse than to yeah. resurrect a, des- a dead one. Yeah, exactly. And what's cool is we we serve a God that can resurrect dead things. Yeah, you know? and yeah, so yeah. even if somebody's listening and they feel dead or they feel yeah. like they don't have the idea or they don't have the motivation or mm-hmm. they don't have the knowledge or the skill set or the upbringing or the research, like whatever it may be, they feel like is just dead in their life. Mm-hmm. We serve a God that can resurrect things and breathe new life into dead things, and which is awesome. But if you do have an idea or yeah. you do have a passion or you do have a little bit of resource, but you don't have all, you don't feel like you have all the answers, mm-hmm. just move forward, just keep, yeah. just jump into it. And those are kind of the miracle stories of like, yeah. this dude's like, yeah, I'll just give this to you for free. Let me do this for you. you and know? we need those ideas. So if you have those ideas, yes. they are 
they're there for a reason. So you yeah. need to pursue them. And uh, again, there's been ideas in our own life that we haven't pursued and we've watched um, we've watched them come to fruition through someone else. Yeah. And you can cheer them on and be there, but you're also sometimes like, man, why didn't I, yeah. why didn't we do that? Why didn't we just go for it? Um, so even this is a beautiful idea. You just go for it. See where it takes you. Just make it up as we go. Yeah, make it up as you go. Which fake is, it yeah. till you make it. Fake it till you make it. A lot of people yeah. doing that. They just won't tell you. Oh, totally. Which and it's successful. Everybody. Yeah. Perry, so, what are you uh what are you uh looking forward to in life? Obviously, yeah. you're about to be a dad. Yeah. That's major. About to be a dad and you're a dad, so you get it. There's things in um there are things in your life that just change. Yeah. It's and it's hard to explain. And uh we're fairly young parents and we're looking forward to that, mainly because we want to do life with our kids as much as we can and, yeah. and be there with them and walk with them in relationship. Do you, do you have to adjust things in the business world, like wedding yeah. world, all that? Like how are you preparing? Yeah. To, like, well, as a dad, a lot of weddings in June and our baby's due in June. So that's kind of crazy. So Good, walking yeah. through a new, new Starting adventure strong. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you're a photographer, try to have a baby, not in the summer. Yeah. Good luck. You don't really control it. So have fun with that. Uh, I mean, you could, but you could technically, control it. You yeah. could, technically. Yeah life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as like dad life goes, uh, there's a lot of things that, uh, have just been reinforced. Like mm -hmm. you, as a father, you will now be responsible and you have daughters, so you yep. can speak to it as a, as a father who has daughters in particular, you'll be responsible for curating the image of what a man will be in their life. Yeah. Cause you're the first man in their yeah. life. And so that to me has this huge weight, like get your life yeah. right, get disciplined, get in the way, you know? And there are all these goals we had that Ryan and I had, like as far as like our daily Devo life and how God, you know, interacts with our day-to-day -day actions and what we do yep. that we're like, eventually, yeah, someday we're going to want to, you know, whatever. Every leader that I look up to that's uh, leading anyway, whether they're male or female, they all start their day with some sort of form of the gospel, whether it's praise and worship or they're reading. And then it's not like they're doing this intense Bible study, but they start every, but every maybe morning. Yeah. But Who maybe knows? they are reminding yeah. themselves of why they're there, what they're doing and yeah. getting, you know, that. And it was like, man, you know, someday we'll get there. And I'm like one of the guys that's probably like every couple of days you nail it out of the park. And then the other days you stayed up too late and whatever. Yeah. And the moment we found out we're having a baby, it was like, yeah, you got to get switched. all that. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't do that right now, you'll never do it. Yeah. So do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, just kind of preparing that way. We took on a major house renovation. I'm kind of an optimistic person. So I think I can always do more than I probably can. Bro, uh, yeah, you say crazy. that, but you do what? so much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe you have more in your heart to do, but like the stuff that you can crank out is yeah, insane. Like, dude. but home renovation or, yeah, stuff. You, you, like yeah. You, you were telling me before this conversation, is <laughs> you were up till 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Ripping, like, yeah, what we, we ripped doing? the carpet up, yeah, got it down to the the subfloor, the bottom. I don't know what the construction term is, something it's just plywood. Yeah, you're the redoing a house, yeah, and then redoing the siding and molding. Uh, but I had to do it in a time frame, and I'm not like a carpenter by trade, or um, I've never done it, so it's yeah. like take all these tools and learn. You learn pretty quick when you cut a board too short, yeah, you're but you're like, the dude it. that's like, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you, you have this big dream and you yeah. just make it happen. But yeah. you do make it happen. That's yeah, crazy. you just, I, I, yeah. And I, I think it's a blessing and a curse because you're like, yeah, I can do that. 
I can do that. Yeah, yeah I can do that. Then Sometimes like, I, I can these, do it, but oh man. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I have these feeling like this feeling that creeps up every once in a while where it's like, cause, cause I feel like God's given me like the ability to have new ideas or vision or, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be like new project to start. Yeah. And I'm jacked about it. And cause I don't know if like the season of my life at that time is like, I've, I've got my ducks in a row, like with what I'm currently dealing with. So that let's try this new idea. Let's mm-hmm. try this next thing. You know, I don't know if I'm addicted to adrenaline. Somebody told me that one time, maybe I'm addicted Ooh. to like this feeling of, uh, like I need to have this next yeah. thing or I need to have this new project, uh, when things start to get, mm-hmm. uh, like really routine anyways, these ideas. And then, but then I'll have this feeling of like, why did I like, why did I make my life more complicated? Cause it's already complicated enough. Like, so then I'm overwhelmed and then I'm thinking, did I make the right choice? Should I not have done this? Like, and yeah, I don't know if you ever feel that way of like, man, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like I bit off more than I could chew. Yeah. And I think it's those seasons of life. There was a year of my life that I was a senior in college. Mm-hmm. So I was doing, I was double time. I was doing 18 credits every uh, 16 weeks. So just trying to finish, yeah, ended up going to college, stopped going to college to pursue photography, took like a summer off, which I guess isn't really stopping college and decided to go back in the fall and finish. Yeah. And it was like, I'm going to finish this, but I'm going to do it as fast and, yeah. you know, as right as I can. So doing a ton of college credits at the same time as working full time and getting married all in one year. And so all these life changes, you're moving, doing these things. And major, I remember there stuff. was a little bit of it where you wake up and you're upset with your life. You have created a yeah. life that you do not enjoy. Yeah. Every day there's something on the calendar. There's two dots or whatever, a dot. And, yeah. and you can't do anything about it. it. just is what it is. So it's in those moments where you're like, I will never do this again. I will never do this again. And then then you might do it again. Then like third time around, you're like, I, I'm, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think, I think part of that is God expanding, uh, your capacity, you know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Because we're growing and we're changing and God's doing so much in our life. And mm-hmm. these ideas, a lot of them are God given. Yep. And hopefully we're being led like by the Lord to do step into faith stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to work, but I have this idea. Let's do it. You know, yep. let's figure it out. Yep. But it's God expanding your capacity to be able mm-hmm. to handle that stuff. Yeah. And the leader you are today mm-hmm. and the businessman that you are today, the husband you are today is because you've taken these like steps of faith. Like when I got married, it was like, I loved Kaylee, but it was like faith step. Like, am I yeah. ready to be a husband? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, and I remember talking with her dad, like, am I ready to be the provider yeah. for her? Mm-hmm. You know, am I able to live up to this guy who's a legend? My father-in-law is amazing. Yeah. The most gentle, you know, yeah. the most gentle, like, am I, am I able to love and serve mm-hmm. this woman who's about to be my wife? Like, mm-hmm. am I ready for this? You know, same thing with becoming a dad is like, yeah. I, you know, but it's all these like faith steps. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I'm ready. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know financially if I'm ready to yep. have a kid, all these things, but you take these faith steps and it's like this expanding of capacity. Yeah. And, and yeah, now I love my daughter, but every once in a while I have this feeling of like, man, I think it would be awesome to just be out on a tractor. Yeah. Mowing a lawn. Doing you know, like, why can't I just sit, yeah. like sitting at the, that's my job, you know? Um, yeah. Like simpler life, you yeah. know, like, no. Me, and I think, yeah, I'm right there with you each, each thing, but each one of those moments that you say, cause I think in, in Christian world, those things are, are big life choices and people are like, oh, I'm not ready. Yeah. So I was like, well, yeah, none of us were, 
Yeah. I mean, the moment that you show up with a game plan and you have it down and it goes exactly as you have it written down. We just did birth class. Let me yeah. just do this transition. Birth class for any gentleman out there. Tell us about it. Life changing. Really? And, well, <laughs> like a good thing. We skipped all know. the classes. We just like. I mean, it which, depends what. Yeah, it depends the on the first six how months like of having birth. our first kid. Was yeah. like, we thought we were going to die. Yeah. Uh, so we skipped all the classes. Yeah. So maybe we should have done well, the classes. I, I don't know. All I'm saying is you get an education. It's like nine, 10 health class on steroids. So any of you ever had that class? You, yeah. Like just get ready. I mean, our first, first birth class, it was like, you're watching, you're watching too many births. You're like, wow. Was Wait, that? you're watching videos? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And they're like VHSs. So you know, yeah. it's no legit. Thanks. Yeah. Live through a test of time. No thanks. Anyways. Uh, but you do birth class and it's like my favorite thing in the world. Cause you get 10 couples, uh, 10 couples in a room that are all new parents and never had a kid before. Yep. All in every season of life you've ever imagined. So there's young people, there's older folks, like everybody's having their first kid. And then you, uh, you tell them all. Uh, so all the women that were there were just so like mesmerizing because their body is changing. They're going through it. Oh yeah, they got and the kid a, inside yeah, of them. Yeah, and yeah. as a dad, you, your life is changing, but you're not carrying the baby. So it's kind of these out, out they always say it's like these outside effects of it. So like financially yep. and, um, life-wise relationship, all those things are changing. Yep. And, uh, it was just the funniest thing. Cause there's this woman that's in our birth class and she's, you know, showing not to give too much to you, but she's showing like, she has this skeletal pelvis. <laughs> she's like showing how the body works when you're having birth. And if you want to YouTube it, do you think don't YouTube that, but no, thanks. Uh, yeah, please don't. Uh, <laughs> when you get there, you'll understand, but it's just hilarious. Cause all these women, you know, they're fascinated and all the guys are like, ah, this is very interesting. Like, am I supposed to look at you while you're showing the skeletal pelvis or like look away? Like it's kind of, is, awkward it, to is look this at appropriate? Like, what's what's appropriate. So it's funny. Cause it's all these guys that are making awkward side eye contact. Yeah, nobody knows all the time. Yeah, no one knows what to do, uh, which most of birth right there. You don't know what you're doing, but yeah, you're having a baby and it's the most amazing thing in the world. So, but anyways, to go back shout to, out to birth class, yeah, yeah. shout out to birth class. Uh, and, and women, you guys are amazing. You do crazy sure. thing. That's incredible. But for, uh, yeah, for us, like, I don't even know where I was going with that somewhere. It's all good. Birth class. Yeah. You can do it or not do it. Well, my wife's pregnant right now and, uh, you oh, yeah. just, why is they both pregnant? I mean, it's yeah, amazing. you just inspire me to not do the Wonderful. birth class. Wonderful. So I was just skipping. There you go. Save some money. We've already done it. Yeah, you're good. Anyways, yeah, you got a kid, you're dude. Perry, cool. I think I think the world of you and your wife. I think oh, you're amazing, and you obviously your journey is super unique. The whole point of this podcast is, uh, it's called the making of an exception. Yeah, and uh, the story that you have and who you are today, mm. you're an exception to the rule, and that's true. You're an anomaly, and yeah, the fact that you're as generous as you are, you're living on purpose, um, mm -hmm. you're making a difference, you're light in the dark, all this stuff uh, about who you are is amazing. I'm excited to see uh, you know, where God takes you, what's next for you uh, with photos that give, with your business life, with your family life. I love that. Yeah, the things that matter to you is yeah. Yeah, being present, being available, meeting needs, seeking that out. Um, yeah, and you know, a goal of mine and I know a goal of yours, like married to the same person the rest of our lives, yeah, you know, yeah. and be present in our children's lives and, yeah. and things like that. Um, so I just want to say thanks so much for hanging out uh, today oh, thank and you. Uh, having a chat. Two quick questions. One, yes. first one, uh, what's your favorite book? You've ever yeah. Read? Favorite book. So the book that changed my life and it's pretty easy to read, but it's by Bob Goff. It's called Love Does and it's not hard to read, but for me, that book was, uh, it's basically like 30 some chapters of stories. Yeah. And uh, they're just stories of this radical guy's life that just chose to love everybody. So it's, love it's an easy Bob read. Goff. Yeah. Easy read. 
nothing crazy. Uh, I mean, like we read it freshman year of college and, and reading I, that it was, I, I remember one of the chapters is like, he, like when he, he had young kids, yeah. he had his kids write letters to like foreign diplomats and yeah. presidents and, yeah. and, uh, government leaders. And, and somehow a lot of them like responded to these letters and yeah. they got invites. And so they, t- I, I think it goes like they took, he took a year off like his kids took a year off yep. of school and they traveled the world going to palaces and yeah. you know different like amazing places yeah. like that's what the book's about like this guy yeah. that lives this insane life mm-hmm. um and loving people every everywhere so yeah. yeah he like gives people keys to his front door that's their gift and they work <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> so they can come over whenever they want yeah, uh, yeah but i yeah so i love that book he just wrote another book called everybody always and i just finished yeah. that book and so both of those, I, I guess I yeah, answered two, the question. Bob time. Goff. Yeah. Two Bob Goff books. I'm, yeah, they've changed my life as far as perspective goes. Yeah. And they're a good reminder of someone in, you know, that's older that's still yeah. on fire for their wife and their yeah. kids and loving people. Yeah. So uh, second question is, yeah. if you had one, uh, one piece of advice for somebody that's following in your footsteps, somebody, yeah. maybe it's photography, uh, but just the life you're living, they're looking yeah. up to you saying, man, I, I want to follow that dude. Yeah. Uh, one piece of advice. Yeah. Get some uh, people in your life that are doing what you want to be doing. Yeah. So reach out to them. Like we live in the coolest age ever where you are connected with any creative that's on social media from, yeah, just a mess. You're a message away from anybody. Yeah. So that alone, that piece of advice has changed our nonprofit. It's changed um, the relationships, the friends that I have. Like most of my friends that are photographers were all, uh, I interacted with them somehow on social media <laughs> yeah. and that's how I got to meet them. And so for me, uh, that alone, so that opportunity and take it, take the opportunity to be the awkward person that reaches out Yeah. because oftentimes people are just willing to meet. They just need somebody to ask, you know, don't be creepy, like creepy dude, but you're like sitting yeah, on the front porch. Like, like, Hey sir. Hey, I see you yeah. right now. Don't start a message that that's creepy. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but have mentors in your life, people that yeah. you look up to. Yeah. Cause that's helped that we have, you know, and we're so thankful. They're our, our greatest friends. Um, but couples in our life, uh, like you guys that just, they are living a life that's on fire for each other on fire for the Lord and, uh, ready for the changes that are coming. They're ready for, or trying to prepare for what, what is life going to throw at them and how can we react in a way that's the most loving? Cause that's the most contagious part about the gospel for me. I yep. mean, at the end of the day, it's this gospel of no matter what happens, if you are wronged, God has a response for you and it is not the response you feel. Wow. Typical. Wow. Almost every single time, which Real. I love because it's yeah. a challenge to grow. So yeah, Let's end it there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Perry, thanks for being here again. You are an exception to the rule. And uh, trying to figure out a sign-off thing. Yeah. As a rule, remember. You're going to sing, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to sing a song. That's how I'm yeah. going to end the, every it. episode. You got a jingle. <laughs> no, as a rule, uh, for those of you listening, be an exception to the rule. Peace. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube or anywhere else podcasts are found. To stay connected with what we're doing, you can follow us on Instagram at Exception Podcast and visit our website at exceptionpodcast.co. New episodes are releasing every Tuesday. If you know someone who's an exception to the rule and want us to share their story, you can let us know on our website. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. 
Shout out to our producer, Tissel, and my name's Kirk Graham. Until next time, as a rule, be an exception to the rule. Peace. Peace.